welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 25th episode. On this month's podcast, we have some great guests. We have Alex from the A18. We have a guy called Tris, who's used the Garmin GPS Map 66i. And we have Ian from GPS Training with his FAQs. And also got myself, who is John. So without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. It's our 25th podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to look at the following. We chat from Alex from the AAA team. Alex and two of his friends, Seb and Elliot, will motor over 10,000 miles over 20 countries, including Europe and Central Asia, finishing in Russia in a £600 Ford Fiesta. We then have a chat with Tris. Tris has purchased a Garmin GPS Map 66i from us, the Garmin GPS, GPS Navigator with a two-way satellite communication technology built in. He's using it for quite a specific purpose, and it's a really interesting chat with him. And then we have Ian's FAQs, both Garmin and SatMap. And this time, we're honing in on a specific subject. Can we change the colour and transparency of our Ultra track line in a GPS both looking at your GPS units and also your route planning software, both Garmin and SatMap users. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a chat with Alex from the AA team. Alex and his two friends, Seb and Elliot Pote, um, were motor over 10,000 miles through 20 countries, including Europe, Central Asia, finishing Ulan Ud in Russia in a £600 Ford Fiesta. So welcome, Alex, to this month's GPS training podcast. Hiya there, John. Very good. Hope you had a good day, have you? Uh, yeah, it's been fairly good. We're uh, setting off tomorrow, so we're just frantically trying to finish all the last-minute prep off. Excellent. So what you're doing, Alex, you and your friends, is you're taking part in the Mongol Rally, is that correct? Yeah, that's what it's called. So it's um, an annual event that I think it's been around about 10 years now. Um, there's Obviously, there's our team, uh, and then there's another 350 or so teams, I think, this year, which all take their own bangers. Um and then each team has between kind of two, two to four people. Um, and yeah, and then we all just set off from Prague on uh, Monday morning and all go our different ways. And then at some point, hopefully, most of us will end up in Russia at the end of it. Wow. So, so what you, you and your friends have you got this £600 Ford Fiesta. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. We um, we didn't actually pay for it. It's been in uh, it's my friend's old car from college that has been sat in a garage for a very very long time fantastic so i hope it's been well serviced has it um well it wasn't when we got it we've uh, we've had to thankfully the two of those are quite mechanical so we've had to do a lot of work to it yeah. um, to get it ready for its mot it failed the first one quite spectacularly so um <laughs> elliot had to borrow a welder off one of his friends and uh, he does a lot of welding at work but he's never tried to weld a car before so thankfully that worked quite well, and then it managed to pass its MOT second time round. Fantastic. So it's, so the classes are the greatest motoring invention on the planet. And the thing is, when I was just researching this, it's actually not along all roads, is it? You can't go off the grid quite a bit, don't you? Yeah. So once we kind of get beyond, 
Azerbaijan and cross the Caspian. Um, I think as we come out in Turkmenistan and from there onwards, a lot of it turns to dirt tracks and kind of yeah, there's not much infrastructure out there. There's um, one, I think it was Uzbekistan, we were looking at the tarmac roads. They have a single tarmac road um, and it's called something bizarre like the M, I don't know, say the M70 something or whatever. When you think you just call it the M1 if it's their only tarmac road. <laughs> you but, thought so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. So I expect them to do a lot of off-roading. Fantastic. So I hope you got good tyres on. you just got normal tyres on or have you done anything special? So we've got, um, obviously, the four tyres on the car, which all we check the tread on, and they've got a decent tread. And we've taken two off-road tyres for the front wheels, we think, because obviously that's uh, where the drive comes from, is front wheels. So we think if we get in a bit of bother, we can pop the wheels off, pop those on, and that should hopefully see us through. Yeah, I can actually see you here now. Our listeners got here, you see, but you are all just 24, is that right? Yeah, we're, we're 24. <laughs> and how did you get to know each other then? Are you friends from a long time or you met especially for this event? So I must have known Elliot since I was four or five. Right. Um, we've always been to school together and then we went to college together and yeah, we've always lived near each other. Uh, and then Seb, we met at school, so we've known him since the start of secondary school, really. We um yeah we've been friends for donkey years really. I suppose it's a good job because you're gonna be close confines for quite a while, aren't you? Really in the back <laughs> of that car. Yeah, but yeah, we had the discussion: do we get one big tent and share it, or do we get three single man tents? And I think we decided three single man tents was the right, was the best the right decision. After we were gonna spend hours and hours in the car all day. So whose idea was this to to do this challenge? Who's was it? Was it yourself or was it a joint effort? And how long in the planning has it taken from deciding to actually well leaving tomorrow? Or the day after tomorrow, sorry. So, I um, I back, it must have been a year ago, I well, just over a year ago, when I was looking for a job after finishing uni, I kind of, because I'd seen a, a couple of friends at uni that had done it, I don't know, three, four years ago. Uh, and I got a bit sidetracked, ended up going, oh, I'd love to do that at some point. And then it was probably kind of November time, I think. Mm-hmm. We all went for a curry uh, with all our friends. And we sat around the table and initially I was like, has anyone anyone seen this rally before? Would anyone potentially fancy giving it a go? Uh, and I think in the first place there must have been seven seven of us were like, yeah, we'll we'll do it. And then it whittled down to me and seven Elliot. And then from January we decided, right, should we actually just get this booked and then and then we're definitely going and then start prepping and see see how it goes. Fantastic. So yeah, we've. Sorry, go on. No, it's all right. So you head over on the on. So your starting date is the twenty first of July. Is that right? Or no, so that's twenty second. You actually start is uh, from the Czech Republic, isn't it? Yeah. So we're actually setting off tomorrow night mm-hmm. um, to make it to Prague for Sunday, um, to then leave, like you say, on that would be the Monday. Um, so we're planning on tea time tomorrow night and um, driving down to Dover. Hopefully, spend a few hours in a campsite when we get there, and then uh, we've got the ferry at half past six in the morning to put us in uh, Calais for Saturday morning, ready to sort the trip over to Prague. That's brilliant. And then you're hoping to get to the once you start on the twenty first of July, you've got to get to the finish line by the is it sixteenth of September? Is it at the latest? Yeah. So I think we're planning to take about five weeks mm-hmm. for the trip. Um, so we're hoping the kind of back end of August we should 
uh, turn up in Russia, hopefully. Fingers crossed if we don't break down too much. And the, when you get into Russia, how do you get your car back then? So, this, because the rally used to finish in previous years in Mongolia, yeah. but they, they kind of have had an issue with um, people abandoning cars and so, so on and so forth. Uh, so they've now moved to Russia, and every team has to pay uh, just over a thousand pound deposit mm-hmm. to ensure that their car can get shipped back. Right. Um, so we're still hopefully Seb's finding out this week because um, he's doing a PhD. He'll find out through uni if he can get a few more weeks off, mm-hmm. and then if he can, he's hoping to drive it back. Because um, we we reckon to drive it back would be a kind of a week and a half, two weeks if you just go straight as the crow flies through mm. Russia back out into Europe um, but yeah if not you, you have to put it on a container and it comes back on a big long train and uh, comes out in Estonia somewhere I think if we're still pick it up sometime in October oh fantastic so with you having to cover 10,000 miles Alex what spares are you going to carry you with you in this 600 pound Ford Fiesta um, so I mean we're hoping We've kind of we've got a lot of stuff we're going to take with us, but then a lot of it comes down to weight, and because it's obviously got quite a small engine car, and it's going to be loaded up with us three and all our other gear and everything. We're hoping to hopefully take as little as possible, but um, I think in terms of what we've got so far, we're obviously going to take a fair few uh, spare tires. We're also looking at taking some extra suspension springs because hopefully they won't go, but. Um, you never know. Uh, also, we've got a couple of axle swing arms as well for under the car, mm-hmm. uh, just in case they go and they're bouncing around here, there and everywhere for a few weeks. Uh, we've also got a couple of wheel bearings. Um, the fan went last week, I think, because uh, the thermostat had gone on it, so the uh, engine wasn't getting cooled. So we're probably going to take a spare one of those just in case that happens again, because that was a bit of a nightmare. Uh, a couple of spark plugs. Uh, and then just some extra kind of electric bits and pieces, some wiring, some fuses, uh, in the hope that if it does go wrong between Seb and Elliot, hopefully they can fix it, because I'm pretty clueless mechanically. <laughs> As you said earlier on, they're the mechanical uh, part of the team, aren't they? Are you going to carry? Are you yeah. have a roof rack on or something? How are you going to carry all this gear? Because it won't fit in the car, yeah, surely. Yeah, so we've, um, we've put a fairly substantial roof rack on that Elliot made and welded together himself. Um, and then we've attached that to the top of the car, which that hopefully gives us a fair amount of extra space so we can put the kind of the tyres, the cherry cans, all that kind of waterproof type kit on the roof and then have the essential stuff in the boot with us. Fantastic. And that's the other thing there is jerry crans because there will be set certain sections where you won't see a fuel station for literally days, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I think we've got two at the moment and then we've also got two big 25-litre water containers as well that are hoping to bring with us because um, that's the last thing I want to run out of to be honest <laughs> so the big, um, the big question is yeah. who's going to spend the time in the front and who's going to spend you just spend, uh, share the driving between you and then rotate around the seats is that the idea yeah well we've had discussions about this because Elliot's probably got a fair few inches on me and Seb uh, we're both about average height and then when Elliot's driving there's, uh, there's a little leg room behind that seat so that one's gone um, and then we kind of discussed do we just let him have the the front seat and he's not driving or do we actually try and cram him in the back but we reckon he'll probably end up in the front seat and then me and Seb will swap swap out uh, in the back and yeah then like you say as well we're going to 
rotate the driving just to a stint each throughout the day and kind of break it up hopefully fantastic and therefore the idea is you're, you're going to stop in the evenings so you're going to camp in the evenings you're not going to drive through the nights are you no i mean we've uh we've attached lots of um spotlights to the outside we've got three on the front and one on the back um that should hopefully should it come to that um we should be able to light the way but we're not planning on we're hoping to kind of get the driving done in the morning um, and then kind of if we find somewhere particularly in and around Europe and the kind of the more built up areas aim for somewhere in the afternoon kind of hopefully go for a one various things and then once we kind of get out uh, to kind of stand Mongolia yeah just it probably take up the whole day driving because I can't imagine what a very high uh, miles per hour fantastic and you're doing this for charity you're raising money for two charities aren't you two charities mental health charity mind and is it ask ask can't, what's the other one sorry well uh, right the- um so they they support they're quite a niche charity really they um as well as kind of preserving rainforests etc in the amazon they uh, also try and support um, local tribes, right, and then help them to buy land around, obviously where they live, and try and uh, keep the logging companies at bay as much as possible. Really, fantastic. Are those just two charities close to each of your hearts, or is there a story behind either of them? Um, yeah, so I think mine was kind of we chose as a collective charity that we wanted um, to obviously let people donate to, and then um, Cool Earth, which again is a fantastic charity, which we really got behind. Um, which is the kind of the official charity as well. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, the way I thought about it, because I'm quite into a lot of uh, environmental issues, and I thought if we have one charity covering that, then we can have another kind of human um, kind of benefit charity, whether it's for mental health or we were looking at cancer research or something, but we kind of settled on mind in the end. That's brilliant. And you've done really well so far. You're not even set off yet, and you, you, you're raising a fair bit of money so far. I know I was looking last night, and, you, and you, you've done really well, haven't you? Yeah, so we've, um, we're have we just shy of £1,500 so far. So we, we were kind of initially aiming for about one and a half. That was what we were looking to achieve. But I think having managed to do so so quickly, uh, we're probably going to aim for about £2,000, I think. Yeah. Brilliant. We we got off to a fantastic start because we've had um, a trucking company that has sponsored us as well. Fantastic. Who, the um, headlights that I spoke about, uh, they provided us with them, and then they also gave us a five hundred pound donation as well. Brilliant. So that that was a great start as far as the charity work went. Fantastic. And then people are saying, well, where does GPS training fit in? So you contacted me it was just a couple of weeks ago in regards to buying an InReach Mini because I think you want the trackability and also just in case yeah. there's a problem. And I kind of said to you, well, actually, why don't you just loan? Because we've, we've loaned one. We loaned one to Duncan when he rode across the Atlantic and things, and we have a number in-house. So we, uh, we've we loaned you our InReach Mini. Um, have you have you looked at it yet? I know one of your friends has been contacting me about setting it up and things. Have you, have you had a look at it or not yet? Yeah, so um, obviously you sent it to myself last week. Mm-hmm. We've had a quick play with it, and um, I mean, as well from what I've seen so far, it looks like a fantastic piece of kit. Um, I think it's definitely when we're in the middle of nowhere and a map's as good as useless because everything looks the same for miles on end. Um, having a, obviously the GPS function is going to be particularly useful, and then uh, teams in the past have had to use the SOS facilities. Um, 
when they've been properly broke down. There's no hope of seeing anyone anytime soon. Uh, and they've had to yeah, phone in for help and get, get a rescue party out to them. So uh, it puts our minds at ease a bit more knowing that if the car does completely pack in in the middle of nowhere, we've, we've got that kind of safety net. Are you going to use it to track or, you know, let friends and relatives see where, because there is a trackable feature on that. Have you set that up or not? Yeah, so Seb's in the process of that because um, obviously I'm still working up until we go, so he's been trying to sort all that out. Uh, we're trying to link it uh, to our Facebook account uh, and all our social media. So when we do post stuff, we can keep a, a map of where we're going and uh, waypoints down. And uh, hopefully, yeah, so in terms of keeping in touch with friends and family when our phones are as good as useless, we'll be able to just send them a message every now and again that says, look, we know you've not heard from us for a while, but we're still all right. We're still we're still chugging along. This is where we are. Yeah, he dropped me a couple of emails yesterday, actually. He looks, I just logged into the account because he's asking a few questions. I think he's got it new enough set up, so he knows what he's doing, and it all looks like it's all set up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're pretty much there with it. We just... We kind of want to have a little play with it as well first. We're set up with it now. And yeah, I think we're just quite excited to try and use it, really. Fantastic. So people don't know, because you should know if you listen to GPS Train Podcast, the InReach Mini is what the guys have borrowed from us. It's a two-way satellite communicator. Use the same satellites as sat phones use, so we can have two-way communication anywhere in the world. That's a key thing with the Garmin InReach. We can have communication anywhere in the world. We can track, we can report in, and uh, as we've just heard, there's actually an SOS button on there. So the worst-case scenario, the guys can press an SOS button. They put their insurance details in there, and I see they've already done it, and then they're, they're um, um, it's America, um, the, the Houston in Texas uh, will manage any rescue and, and liaise directly with their insurance company to cover any of that cost that's involved. Uh, so again, that's a key thing. You need that insurance if you're overseas just in case there's any problems because uh, that will do retreat there. So it's been really good. I don't know if there's anything you want to add, really. I've got your website address here. I don't know if you know off by heart or you would like me to say. If people want to donate and find out more, do you know your URL or would you like me to exp- uh, let, let the uh, listeners know? Uh, I'll let you read it out. Okay, I'll do I'm your promo for you. So, it's all right. You've got enough things in your mind at the moment. So if you want to find out yeah. more about the boys' trip, please go to their website, which is the AA team, that's the AA team, dot Wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash the Mongol Rally 2019. So what I'll put that in the um, in the notes underneath the website. So it's the AA team dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash the, then M-O-N-G-O-L, then Rally 2019 and you can keep up to date all your fundraising is on there isn't it and tells people how they're doing hopefully yeah, you can yeah, link yeah. the in reach in so you can see exactly where the guys are because when this is aired you'll be on your way hopefully so um we'll be mm. uh, following your progress and if you also want to find out more about the garmin in reach devices please go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on gps store on the top menu then on the left hand side you will see garmin in reach satellite communicators so I must thank Alex for coming on to the GPS Training Podcast and having a quick chat with me uh, today. And uh, for all all our listeners, we're going to wish you the best of luck. And uh, yeah, we're going to track you and uh, make sure that £600 Ford Fiesta uh, gets you um, <laughs> to Russia. It will literally be, uh, be a journey of a lifetime, won't it? We want something to tell the grandchildren about in years to come. Yeah, 
definitely that's what we were saying when we were all signing up we're like this is the one opportunity to do this and we're going to look back hopefully with good memories and um, so yeah we'll uh, we'll see how we go we always got to say a massive thank you to yourselves uh, for providing the image um, and who knows it, uh, it could potentially help us out of a very sticky situation and I'm sure obviously our families would love to say a massive thank you as well because it'll keep us in touch as well especially with yourselves with our followers and our families uh, as we're on the way no it's a great honor to say when you when you emailed me i thought what a great cause that is no i can't take any money off these guys i can help them out as much as i can so yeah <laughs> good, good luck from all our team for the the group and thanks for joining me on this month's gps training podcast okay thank you very much The next things on this month's GPS training podcast, I've got a special guest with a guy called Tris. Uh, Tris recently bought a GPS map 66i from ourselves. So a fair bit of correspondence with him. You may have actually seen him, one of his pictures on the header of our Friday Top Tips newsletter. He kind of sent some pictures which we've used and had a bit of correspondence with him. And I kind of thought, it's got a really interesting story that might be quite interesting to you guys on the podcast. So welcome Tris to the GPS training podcast. Hello, Nigel. So, firstly, to give a background, Tris, who are you? Where are you from? And a little bit about, uh, yeah, a bit about your background and 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 some of the outdoor activities that you're doing. Yeah, Oxford, born and bred. Um, I I've had epilepsy all my life. Um, I've done. I've been doing some mountain biking for a while. Um, it's been fun, but um, I, I because of my illness, I'm always very limited where I can go to, because obviously I don't drive, I'm, I'm 48 now, but I've never been able to drive a car. So, everything's always limited to around here. So, um, with, the, with the cycling, I've only got a few tracks I can use. I can't just get the, I can't get the, uh, um, I can't get the um, cyclist to the back of my car or a van to that vehicle. And I don't feel that safe on the bike anymore. So what's happened? I just come away from the mountain biking altogether, and that's been going up the trail. And then I've gone to hiking, trekking, trail running kind of thing. So that's what really got me. Because the outdoors is a wonderful place. The outdoors is wonderful. And uh, with what I've been through in life, I've been through mental health uh, problems, as well as the epilepsy, health harm. Um, it's been a long road. It's been a hard road, but you get there, you know, with help family members and doctors and, and what have you. So um, that's it. I, I just chose to the outdoors as my new thing. Right. And how long have you just been hiking and trekking rather than mountain bike? When did you start your mountain biking, Tris? Um, about five years ago. I used to drink. Uh, funnily enough, I gave up drinking overnight. And I said to myself, well, I'm gonna, I've am going to got to do something with my life. So I thought, well... Mountain biking and getting basically significant. Um, looking after myself somewhat. So. Brilliant. And then, say, with the epilepsy that you've had, how long have you had the epilepsy for? Is this something that you've just grown up with, is it? Yes, it is. 
Right. So then with the epilepsy and the, the fear of potentially something going wrong when you're down here mountain biking or something, the next thought was, you know, I get out trekking, trail running and hiking. And you're doing all this locally or are you travelling around the country to do this? this is, at the moment, it's all local. Uh, the same, for the same reason, it, it gets in from 80. But I find with the, I find with the um, walking, hiking, whatever you want to call it, I, I don't, I've got much more right and the key thing was that you got in contact with ourselves yes you already had a gps unit and then you kind of learned about the new gps map 66i which is the garmin one people don't know it's the gps unit with the inreach technology which has a two-way satellite communication sos button and and I suppose this immediately jumped out and thought, wow, this gives me the security I want, gives your friends and family the security that they're looking for when you're out and about on your own. And and you are quite impatient. Within about two days of finding out, you had one posted out to you, didn't you, I think? <laughs> yeah, so I, I used to have a... I had a Garmin 66 Ultra, which was So that's, that's, that was the moment you thought I could potentially, I, you would have been a lot more reassured. You must be would have got back down the way you did, but actually with a 66i or something with that technology, you would have felt a lot more confident in that situation, wouldn't you really? Yeah. So they must be they must be mightily relieved, are they? <laughs> yes, absolutely. My girlfriend's really relieved. Um, she was obviously um, using a contact with people send out preset messages, which is still very easy. That's and I'm not Einstein, so I think that would be simple for me. So, um, and then um, obviously my, I said to my mother as well, and the simple things, I know it's, uh, I don't mind saying what, you know, it's simple things like the one for my trip, and I tell them I love them, and uh, if that's really important to me, to let, let people, you know, close to you, you know you love them, you never know what's going to happen out there. And then I have one that's in the middle of the day, it's going well, and then, I'm on my way home. There's, there's three I've got at the moment. You, you, you can interchange them and you can change them to whatever you wish anyway. So that kind of moves nicely on because you can say you've, you've found the unit, so you said you, you're, you're not great with technology, but you've found the unit quite easy to use. I'm going to say easy to use, but you worked through it without any problem and got it all set up without any problem, didn't you, I think? No problem at all. Um, after I used it, after using the 64S anyway, it's similar similar kind of uh, setup anyway. Um, I must say that 
your videos for me the content because without the videos, I want to see 100% I'll be connected off. So I'm quite well, and if there's one thing I've got is time. So I've got time to learn about this great product that I own. Um, and yeah, just, I, I like to say thank you anyway to your, to your videos because they are yeah i'm glad that's i appreciate that because it's we put a lot of work into that and it's actually it's to make everybody's life a little bit easier you know there's a lot of questions we get uh, all the time so it's quite nice to answer those in a video and uh, it gives you the tools to to utilize what you want out because what you want is very different than what somebody else wants out of it and actually to put all that there you can pick and choose makes our life easier makes your life easier and, and and without being too rude it stops our phone from ringing because actually you guys can find what you want at 10 o'clock at night rather than emailing us or something so then with the confidence that you've got with this new city six island have you got any plans going forward is this giving the confidence actually i can go a little bit further off grid i can go on longer walks i'm further away from the roads and actually um yeah i suppose you're going to get told off less when you tell your girlfriend and your mother that you're going off um for a day somewhere where they think really trish should you be going there but actually, i suppose it, you can go look I'm, I'm ready i've got everything here right down to my sos button if the worst case scenario happens um i suppose it gives you some confidence to to plan some trips further afield doesn't it it does absolutely 100 uh, percent it gives me a bit more confidence as well um with going out and getting getting further away if you wish um and it's the simplicity of the in reach you know it's 24 i think it's only 25 pounds a year it's about 15 pound a month um pleased with it and you've been sending some are you a, it must be a photographer as well because you sent some nice pictures i say you must be quite keen on photography are you yeah not, i wouldn't call myself a photographer i do i do like I, I, what it is my phone all right yeah that's it yeah i've got my phone don't get me wrong i've got a gopro as well and i am quite fussy with my photographs 
Brilliant. I, see, I think it's, it's fascinating to hear what you're using. It. Again, it's somebody, I say, you, you, it's fantastic, your honesty and, and, and saying about some of the illnesses you've currently got and, and this kind of thing. And it's fascinating to, not because suppose we traditionally think of this as high-level walkers using extreme, that's the, the eye, no, we're up on the mountaintop. And it's fascinating to give, give people like yourself the confidence to go off-grid. It reassures those people around you. Let's them have a relaxing day when you're out and about rather than worrying that where are you and what's going on. It's fascinating to hear that side of, of somebody using a, a device in the way it should be used, but in a slightly different, or for a different reason really, isn't it? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Whether you're, whether you're, whether people listening, uh, they, you know, maybe calling themselves, um, it can be the elderly. Mm -hmm. uh, the elderly is very important one too, we're all, we all get to a certain age, it's not quite anyway, we all, we all get, you know, we get older and older. And sometimes we need that, we're not, a, sometimes you can become not, a, you know, you're not as switched on as you used to be. Brilliant. That's, it's fascinating, that's really good answer. So, all I can say is thank you, Trish, for joining us on the GPS training podcast. It's really nice having insight into the way you're using the unit, about the benefits, about, well, it's a bit of a compliment about the videos and things. And it's really nice that, you know, you can feel you've got, you know, many years getting out and enjoying it. It keeps everybody peace of mind at home and you're getting the best out of the, uh, the new GPS Map 66 iPhone Garms. So thank you very much, uh, Trish, for joining me on the GPS training podcast this month. No problem. The next things on this month's GPS Chain podcast is Ian's FAQ. So welcome back, Ian, to this month's podcast to talk over the frequently asked questions you get asked on your courses over the past few months. Thank you very much, John. Good to be back. Fantastic. This month, we're going to look at, do something slightly different, Ian. We're going to have a look at more an in-depth look at one question that you've been asked on your GPS training courses around the country. And that question is, can I change the colour or tra transparency of your route or track line on your GPS? So first of all, Ian, before we discuss this, is actually we need to quickly um, clarify what a route and a track is, because again, some people might be listening for the first time. So what is a route and what is a track? And then we'll discuss a little bit about changing the colour and the transparency on both the GPS units. And also we'll look about some of the route planning software. That's it. So quickly, Ian, what is a route or a track? Right. Okay. So um, a route, it's a effectively your pre-planned walk um, that you're going to do. It's a collection of waypoints that are essentially all joined up together. And um, I say to people in my courses, it's just like joining the dots. You go from one waypoint to another, you know, in, in sequence. Um, bearing in mind, though, that they won't, for whatever reason, um, when you physically you're out there, the, you may have to take a few little detours. Um, so it's not the the definitive answer, but it's the guide basically to how you're going to do your walk for the day. Brilliant. So a route's um, a collection of waypoints or track points that have been yeah. joined together, either planned on Garmin Basecamp, planned on your unit, and it is really the pre-planning of where you're going to yeah. go, isn't it? Absolutely. And then the track is? Well, the track is... Um, it's, well, and I think this is where a little confusion could come with people. Um, the I suppose the definitive, the 
real definition of the track is that it's a record of where you have walked and it's your GPS um, dropping down little uh, points all the way along the actual physical ground that you have walked over or cycled um, over or whatever. Um, but there is also, um, which some people do, I personally have never done since I've uh, had a GPS in, which has been since 2006. Um, some people walk track. Mm -hmm. So some people send like where they've walked uh, to, um, to other people. They, down, they send the track uh, as it is in its raw state to their GPS and go off and walk that. Yeah. Um, I personally have never done one. Um, I just walk routes. I just think they're a lot easier to deal with in, with, with myself. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so um, yes, it's a historical record of where you have walked, but also you can walk a track as well that um, has either been sent to you or that you plan on the uh, planning software. Brilliant. Uh, so that's clarifies what a route is and what a track is. Like back to our original question is, can we change the colour or transparency of a route or track on my GPS? So um, I suppose, first of all, we'll look at route planning software, Ian. So we'll look at doing it on the route planning software. We'll start with Garmin. We'll come to SatMap a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so we'll firstly look at Garmin Basecamp, which is the route planning software. So can we change the colour of the route on uh, in Garmin Basecamp when we're planning it on our computer or our, our PC or our Mac? John, we always like a quick answer. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. No. Okay. So uh, in, Garmin, in Garmin Basecamp, we can change the colour of that route yeah. um, to a plethora of colours, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way that you do it is that actually when you've planned your route within Basecamp, um, if actually the quickest way is that when you double-click on the route, properties um, on the route, it brings up a, an additional window, um, uh, four little tabs across the top. Um, and the, when you look into the properties, um, you've got an option of um, changing the color and it's the top right hand, uh, top right hand corner um, of, of the window. And you say, as you say, multitude of colors that you can choose. Um, so yeah, so that's for a route on Basecamp. And for a track and, then on Basecamp is something similar, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly the same. Um, if you double click on the track, again, it brings up um, an additional window and you can try and change the track color uh, within the, um, you know, from the drop down box. Again, with many colors that you have um, a, a choice of. And it's very similar on a PC than a Mac, isn't it? I think it's a similar yes, process. Yes, so there, it's identical. I think. Um, on a Mac, the the colours down the bottom of the window as opposed to the top. That's right. the only slight difference. Okay. So if we change the colour on Garmin Basecamp and then send that to our unit, will the route show the same colour on our unit or not? No. Um, <laughs> another game? Again? Another quick, another quick answer. Um, no, it, regardless of the colour that you change the route to on Basecamp, um, it would always show as a magenta colour um on on your gps unit um and that's however, both a route that's both a route and a track isn't it or just a route no that's just the route right. because um with a track whatever color that you've assigned it to within base camp when if you send a track to the unit um it stays that same color right okay um so uh, yeah and 
And again, on my courses, I get asked, well, why can you do it for one and not for the other? And with the greatest respect to everyone, I say, well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Please do contact Garmin because I'm, I'm sure there is a good reason. Um, but yeah, it, it, that is the slight difference. I suppose that's quite a useful thing, really, because by default on Garmin Basecamp, if you import your GPX file or there's a track, it's by default, it's grey, and it's quite a dull grey. Yes, which yes, if you, if, if, I know you say you, you don't navigate tracks, but if you are navigating a track, it's yeah. not a great colour to see on top of the ordinance survey map, is it really? So oh. to change it to a, a bright green or a yellow, yeah. I suppose you've got to look for that neutral colour that we don't have on ordinance survey map so it stands mm-hmm. out. So again, if you are navigating a track, I suppose and you're taking from base camp, it, it really would be a good idea to change from that, that horrid grey because it is... It, well, you can hardly see it. <laughs> you can't yeah, see it. So <laughs> if you were one to navigate it, I think it's, it's a good option there. Yeah. Um, so so that's a really good one to go from. So we can change So we can change the colour on in Garmin Basecamp on both routes and tracks, but when we send those routes or tracks to our GPSs, um, the routes... Won't, won't change on the gps but actually the tracks will so by default on the gps um ian what color is that that route on the uh on the garmin gps it's that pinky magenta color um that, that it's sort of like a pit well you see regardless of whether you plan the route on your gps or or send from base camp um to, to it which is a good bright color again a neutral color yeah. that we don't find anywhere else isn't this as well absolutely um I think just one or two other little things about that, though, that certainly I find that within Basecamp, if I'm planning routes, um, and certainly for my courses, I may only have um, all my, say, three or four routes in one list. Yes. And so it is quite useful. It's still a very useful tool to have that if you've got multiple routes in one list, that by having them different colours, they're a lot easier yeah. to see um, mm-hmm. on the map. Um and, and another little thing, just for people's, um, so everyone's information, is that um, for routes and tracks, you can actually alter on Basecamp. You can alter the width of um, the routes and tracks in Basecamp um, within settings. Um, and that's for Windows and for Macs. So whereabouts, uh, you say in the setting, whereabouts do we do that within um, Basecamp then to alter the width of the track? Right. Well, if it's uh, within Windows... Um, you go into the um, edit and then options okay. and, and and on the display tab on the side, you go into that and you can alter the thickness of the route or track, which again is then makes it sometimes easier to see if it, um, when you're there overlaid over footpaths or mm-hmm. um, what, what, what have you. Um, and with the Mac, um, there are two, two ways that you can do it. Uh, down at the very bottom where you've got the zoom level um, bar in the north, south, east and west compass rows. <laughs> in very small, in very, very small, there's like a little cog. Yes. Um, and again, if you left click on the little cog, it brings up a window and then um, you've got um, within the window tabs along the top and on the display option, that's where you can change the track width and the route width. Um, the other way is to go into the preferences from the top toolbar and that's the same same thing so so we can order we can alter the color on garmin base camp we can order alter the width can we alter the transparency because that was the other thing we discussed at can we alter the transparency on garmin base camp or not no that's that's the only thing because i was asked this actually my course just gone in um i mean the, the reason why we're really talking about all of this i, I felt was very 
So right, Redderville, because I was asked about some of my recent course up in Northamptonshire this last weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went through everything. That's the one thing that you can't do. You can't change, and you can't change the transparency of it within um, the unit either. It, it, you know, it comes out as we've already discussed. Um, so the, say the only thing from a base camp point of view if you really want to see a bit more detail of the map is just to alter the thickness or the mm -hmm. make it you know so i'm learning light. something here i didn't even know we could alter the thickness of it so <laughs> i'm glad i'm on my own podcast really isn't it <laughs> i must admit here i must tell this i do ring you know quite often say ian how do you do this i'm him yesterday so i've got a webinar tonight on gpx fans ian how do i do such and such a thing <laughs> this was at five to five when my webinar was starting at six o'clock so ian is my uh, my knowledge at the other end of the country well, so uh, go. i'm gonna hold my hands up here so when you're on the next course we've got a course coming up at the start of september you wait i'm going to show you how you can alter the width of a route or track okay. it's all my <laughs> so uh yeah, there you are that's my uh my, my oracle down yes. south is answer that it's so my even my FAQ has worked with the uh, director of GPS training. Great. <laughs> Keeps us all happy. So, brilliant. So, so we talk about Garmin Base Camp and also about yeah. Garmin GPS units. We can alter the colour of the route and track. We can alter the thickness of that on Garmin Base Camp. When we transfer it over to our GPS device, we can, um, uh, the track would stay the same colour, but the route wouldn't, and we can't alter the That's... transparency. That kind of sums yes. up the Garmin experience. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to SatMap. So first of all, before I go any further, I have to say thank you, SatMap, for helping us out this week. You know what you've done. I know you've helped Ian out and us out and this kind of thing. So SatMap, great for your support with GPS Trade. It always is appreciated. Um, you know what you've done. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I know you guys listen to the podcast. Thank you guys for helping us out over at SatMap and responding very, very quickly. Uh, it is very much appreciated. So <laughs> a bit of a plug for SatMap for helping us out and helping wow. Ian out as well. So Why not, John? Um, SatMap Expedition. Are we going to say Expedition? Two are with now, aren't yeah. we? Well, um, yes. um, Expedition two from SatMap. You should all sign up for it. It's well worth it if you've got a SatMap uh, uh, active GPS or active 10, 12, or 20 GPS units. So, um, routes um, can we change the color on the routes and tracks on SatMap Expedition two, Ian? Um, two answers, John. Yes and no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, for routes, yes, you can. So, once you've loaded your, um, once you've created a route or you've um, uh, brought a route in from your um, management system, uh, route management system, um, yes, you can on the within the route properties. Um, when you click on the route on the second row of little icons um, at the far right, um, it allows you to um, change the color and it's called um modify root style and it's like a little icon of a pen right effectively um so um and, and that's within the active item information window on the right hand side of the of expedition two okay uh, so 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 you can change the route uh to whatever color you like um for tracks though you, you can't on expedition right two, okay so. So um, on Expedition Two, we can change the colour of the. Do we get a plethora of options again as we do on the uh, the Garmin world? Or? We, cer we certainly do get the uh, a plethora of colours for um, 
for the roots, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes, we can't change these. All right. colours of the rainbow, basically, yeah. and beyond almost. That's fantastic. And yeah. then when we transfer these to our GPS unit, um, again, roots and tracks, is there a, does, it, does this, uh, this colour go over onto our, our, our GPS unit? I suppose we're going to split this into Active 10, Active 12, Ian first. Active 10 and yeah. Active 12 first, which are the slightly older units. Um, if yeah. we transfer the colour on Expedition 2 and transfer the routes or the tracks over, does it does it uh, go over onto the unit? No, it's basically, it, it, it's a standard colour that, um, that you're going to have on the older units, on the 10 and the 12. Um, the only thing that for the tracks that you can alter, which I know that we spoke, to, spoke about on an earlier um, podcast, is, is that you can... Um, alter the size of the trail dots okay um basically get three options you get uh large medium small um and within the settings of the 10 and the 12 um it's the screen date you go into the screen data option and it's the bottom of the three um changes that you can make with, within that um personally and it goes exact and exact that's exactly the same for the active 20 as well um Personally, I, I find that the large dots are just far too big because they just obliterate all map detail. Um, and actually, I quite like work using the, the, the small dots because then you just see, see more map of where you've walked. Um, Brilliant. So, so active 10 and active 12, when we transfer it over, we can't, don't change the colour of the route to the track. But the active 20, um, we potentially can, can't we? Active 20, when we transfer a route over, um, you, can, you can change the colour, can you? Absolutely, yes, you can. Um, it's option 25 within the settings. So you go into the settings again, um, and you've got, it's called root rendering option 25. Um, and you, you've, you've got a, a variety of different options within that. Um, so you can set a, the root color, uh, then you can set a completed root color. So you can have two colors of of where you have walked and where you still have to walk. Um, and the one I found most useful um, is the transparency setting, um, mm -hmm. because what you can do is, is that you can, um, again, whilst you've still got all the colors for your route, um, you can alter the transparency of the route lines. So you can have a, a reasonable amount of route showing but also you can still see a lot of the map underneath it yeah, yeah. and i find that really really useful and really good um now i've i've played around with this quite a bit actually and i've found that having my transparency set at 10 percent mm -hmm. is just about up for me and i know it's all personal choice um it, it it gives me the best of all the worlds that i can have really yeah um so so that does um, that works really really well. Brilliant. So that's the trans. We can change the transparency on a route, and then on a trail um, uh, on on the active twenty, can we alter uh, that 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 colour and transparency as well? Can we or not? Um, no. Again, with that, um, it is option thirty four, uh, which is again the screen data options, and. Um, Basically, um, the, the bottom of the three um, settings within that, um, which is the track, you can have the, again, for the trail, small, medium, large dots. Right. Um, so that's all you can do for, for the trail that is produced um, 
through your walk. Fantastic. Okay. So we can alter the, the, the size of the dots, but we can't alter the colour as we've done before. Absolutely. Yes. Brilliant. So, that nightly summarises up a, a quite a, a big subject, really, in its own right. So, again, covering both the Garmin and the SatMap. So, I say SatMap to summarise. In SatMap Expedition 2, uh, we can we can change the route colour, uh, go to properties on, on the route, and we can't change the track colour. And then when we're transferring this over to our GPS for our Active 10 and 12, we can't change the colour of the routes, uh, but and we can't color the ch change the colour of the tracks, but we can alter the size of those dots, can't we? And then Active 20, we can change the colour of the routes and also um, the transparency and the trails or the track. We can't alter that. Again, you can alter the sizes of those dots that GPS leaves behind. I think that summarises the SatMap experience, Ian, doesn't it? I think so. And to be honest with you, John, it was a question that was asked of me on my course just gone in Northamptonshire. It's probably the wettest course I've ever run. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly filled for the guys who are on the course. And quite a few minutes whilst we were trying to wait for the rain to um, <laughs> blow over a bit. Not that it did. Um, but yeah, so that summarises... Uh, with, you know, I think Jen, it, it, it is a good question because it covers all owners, Garmin owners and SEPMAC owners, yeah. um, what they can and can't do. And just quickly summarise what we do on the courses. So on a Garmin course is a two-day course. We do first day on, on, on your unit and the second day is solely on Garmin Basecamp. So if you think about it, if you're solely on Garmin Basecamp for a day, this is the kind of detail we go into. So people ask these questions as Ian has kind of expressed what he did on his course. Now we, we have the time to go into this in, in that detail. And I know mm -hmm. I, I'm getting a lot of questions about but people know GPX files. Now I actually spend about an hour or maybe 45 minutes on day two just importing GPX files, understanding it. And again, with those tracks you're talking about you know, converting tracks to routes and changing the colour of it. Now I can alter the thickness of my track, which yeah. I didn't do before. <laughs> so again, we can spend a really good time in depth. And as, as Ian says, no, somebody asks a question, or we've got the time within that group, haven't we, to, to cover Absolutely, these subjects? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, uh, and it was a good question because I think that everyone wants to know, again, because they can see, especially you know, we have time, they want to know what their GPS units can do, and it's, and it's great. Mm -hmm. for that very reason so fingers crossed you can join us on one of the courses so we do a one day sat map course uh, don't we around the country and then we do the two day Garmin courses which Ian does all the way up to Northamptonshire and then I do from Northamptonshire up to the uh, Scottish borders so just have a look at our website just uh, and uh, get yourself booked on one of those courses so thank you Ian for joining me again off your uh, FAQs you're welcome, John. Very good. So don't forget, we have lots of top tips and solutions to all your questions on our GPS training online resource. Just go to gpstraining.co.uk, click on online resource in the top menu bar, and then you can just log in. Select your unit or on uh, Basecamp or um, or Expedition 2, in this case, on the, on the left-hand side, and you can uh, have all the FAQs that Ian has done there. So thank you for joining again, Ian. It's very much appreciated. Thank you very much, John. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. And please do let us know if there's anything you would like to be covered in future podcasts. Also, if you know of anybody who'd be, who's using GPS in an interesting manner, please do get in touch and we can feature them in a future podcast. Please do give us a call, especially if you're buying, thinking about buying a new GPS unit. 
Please also look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. Please do tell your friends about the podcast and also about GPS training. Please encourage them to subscribe on whichever podcast app they are using. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating in iTunes or in the Overcast uh, player if you're an Android. It's very much appreciated. If you can also give us a snazzy review on whatever platform you listen to, that would also be appreciated. Many thanks to Alex, Tris and Ian for joining myself on this month's training podcast and hopefully give you plenty of opportunity and thoughts about how GPS units are being used around the world. And can I also give an extra big thank you to everybody who has bought a GPS unit from GPS training over the past few years and also those who come on our GPS training courses, both our physical courses and our online ones. Without you guys, this podcast would not be here. So thanks very much for that. Yeah.